Hey, everybody. Really great show this morning. We dive into the crypto technicals considering the pump on Ethereum and Bitcoin that actually played out uh, to a T as Marin predicted it. So we have some fun with that. We also talk about MeBits in depth because they have the number two overall volume. Uh, there was an announcement that they will get a 5% royalty on secondary sales. This is basically the first announcement on MeBits. So some people are unhappy about it. We also talk about 10KTF and the fact that if you sent your 10KTF uh, Gucci ape into battle, then you're able to claim a Gucci vault material. The floor on that is 0.36 ETH. Uh, and then we actually have a sponsor on the show, Game of Silks, a horse racing game that is designed to be tied to in real life horse racing. We have the CEO on, Dan. It's a really fun conversation and an interesting project. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you enjoy the show. Have a good one. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday. This is the NFT Morning Show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, where we talk all things NFT market. We talk about the projects that are rocking it. We talk about the projects that are stopping it and all of the stories of the NFT space. I'm P.O. here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, Signal King Kicks and Easy Eats Bodega. We got our badass speakers, Ben Jammin, Spencer Gordon Sand, Depeche Node, and Quad on the show today. Shout out to today's sponsor, Game of Silks. Really, really, really excited to dive into this sponsorship later in the show. If you look at the tweet that's pinned to the top, if you retweet that and you follow Game of Silks on Twitter, you'll have a chance to win... One of the NFTs that we're giving away from the Game of Silks collection, that collection has a 0.35 ETH floor and around 700 Ethereum volume traded. So you know you want to get in on that. Going to be a really fun show. Make sure that you retweet that uh, and follow the account to be able to participate. Uh, really excited to get into the mix. Let's get rocking and rolling. Before I go any further, Nifty Nick, what's going on? What? The boss is coming. Oh shit! That's the that's Marin. <laughs> she, you were fading her. I was. You were saying her? there she is, the giant Marin. I see her over there, the giant Marin, breathing down fire on all of us, <laughs> telling you, I told you it would dump. <laughs> I said it would dump, and you faded me. You bought in yesterday, you stupid idiot. <laughs> you bought in like a like. After Nick went on the show and said he wouldn't buy in and bought in, you bought in. What a loser. <laughs> We're going to need to jump over him. Her. Sorry. My apologies. I was thinking of uh, Bowser. <laughs> uh, I'm doing all right, Pia. <laughs> well, I like those sound effects to, to kind of signal that Marin is the boss. Uh, yesterday, Marin actually replied to one of Easy's tweets. So we have a little bit of a celebrity vibe from Easy today. Easy, how did that make you feel? Dude, it was badass. Uh, it just sucks that I was fudding her, and her response to me was a question mark to start. That's usually a bad sign. I did hit her DMs to try to get her on the show. We're getting dinner next week, but she just uh, she doesn't know that yet, so don't tell her. 
uh well hopefully at some point we'll have Marin on the show i think that'd be like the that'd be the top for the show for sure that would be absolutely insane so we'll keep uh you know counting our lucky stars and paying attention to the sun the moon all the planets and the uh the general solar system hoping that she'll make it on the show uh and even if she doesn't we'll continue to follow her astrology and and use it to inform our trades uh nick did you get yeah speak for yourself Speak for yourself, okay? I'm not using her her advice. This is nonsense. So we go down 100 points, and suddenly she's right. Get the hell out of here. We literally it played out exactly how she said it was going to. Did it? I mean, the way that we were describing it, if you sold because you thought it was going to dump uh, last week or earlier this week, then you would have lost money. Like I, I don't understand. Like how did it play out? I don't. I don't look no. at it. She was right. She said specifically that we would pump like until the 28th. So I interpreted that as including the 28th. And now it's the 29th and we're going back down. So, I mean, I think she was right. She called it to the day. Price levels. I want to see stop losses. Tell me when to get in and out or else I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think uh, so, so it goes down a little bit like I wh- but relatively speaking, when she's talking about, so when did she first mention the twenty eighth? Like, yeah, she probably, that was like weeks ago. She probably right? mentioned it. She mentioned in June. Okay, so she mentioned it in June. So you basically had you bought in June. Uh, you were like, I, I don't when in June actually. Well, she said that June was going to bleed uh, going into the F. OMC meeting, I believe. I'd have to pull up the exact thing, but she had June nailed to a T, then said, Don't trust August or don't trust July, pump to the 28th, then dump. Okay, and then so you, for August. So we're saying that was the top. Just step away at this point. That's what we're saying. Marin is saying, I just want everyone who's who's backing this up to just confirm that that's what we're saying, that that was your interpretation. Uh, yes. Because, okay, so you're you're gonna exit. I mean, all her p- immediate response yesterday was question mark. I said it's going to pump, then dump, but okay. How dare you question me? Was what she yeah, was God saying. <laughs> um, fair enough. Uh, I I still I don't fully buy it, but um, you know, to each their own. It- you wanted uh, someone to describe the direction and the price target. Yeah, that would have been that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, seventeen hundred, bro. Do you, you fucking forget? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? What that was his fuck? cackling. That was it. What do you mean? We're back to goblin noises. <laughs> that that was. I did not expect that. That audio. was cackling. Yeah, that was really something. That was very. I was, I'm impressed by that audio that came out of Kix's body. <laughs> Did you sell at seventeen hundred? I'm still holding it all. <laughs> of course, of course. So you're you're fading, Marin. Okay, I just wanted. No, to I just slept for twelve that. hours. I'm I'm waking up. I'm not sure what to do. I know it's actually super annoying um, that I, I did the same thing. I, I was just like, I'm not setting this stop on on this. I made money and then watched most of it evaporate, basically. So that was cool. Yeah, my uh, one of my boys said local top in for all markets. So sounds like he's uh, aligning with uh, Miss Marin. Um, 
But like the thing for me is that I believe that maybe this could be a local top, but I also believe that like we did mark the bottom uh, for ETH and Bitcoin. Um, so it's just kind of a matter if you want to be a long-term investor, or if you want to try to like, the thing is, is then if you sell at 1700 or you sell right now, then you have to figure out when you're going to get back in. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, do you want to just get on the Amtrak and get to your destination or you want to keep getting on and off buses and trying to like, you know, catch the right bus at the right time. You know what I mean? Uh, you're saying, should you just uh, be a long-term investor instead of a short-term trader? God forbid. Yeah. What yeah, I Kicks, are you just doing like big plays all at once, buy chunks, sell chunks or like what's, what's the move? I've, I've never been successful at that in, in the long term with like ETH and uh, Bitcoin. Like maybe on the altcoins, I've done good with that stuff. You know what I mean? But I feel like with Ethan Bitcoin, I've always done best just like buying it at a good price. So I think I probably will just hold even if there's going to be some pain potentially. Well, it sounds like August, you might as well just um, it's going to be just fire and brimstone and d disaster. So <laughs> I'm that's, just, that's I'm just seeing. Yeah, I'm just seeing some signs, you know, <clears throat> uh, some people that, you know, kind of feel a little bit more bullish. You got Elizabeth Warren saying like, you know, Pump on the brakes, feds. You're fucking things up, you know? And uh, Elizabeth and Warren and I, we have some differences, but uh, I, I respect that lady, and I think she uh, frames her position very well. Um, and then we also have uh, uh, this incredible Inflation Reduction Act that the Congress is going to pass, um, makes, make inflation go down by spending money. So there's some good things on the horizon. Who knows? We may get a little turnaround here. <laughs> I didn't I hear about that. Ben? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a joke. We'll we'll save it for our comedy. No, it's but they did on. call it the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, and it's it's primarily for like climate change. But um, <laughs> I don't I don't think enough people give uh, Nick the credit for his triple bottom technical analysis for the reason why we're actually at seventeen hundred. I don't look at the stars. I look at Nick. It it, it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty spot on at twelve fifty. We break over that. What what did I say? We go towards. Uh, uh, we go up to fifteen hundred. I mean that that was my uh, that was my target. From that, you you just uh, ride on up to uh, the eighteen hundred level, which is what we uh, tested yesterday, which was um, basically the exact level I was looking at during this range. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if we do a little bit of a pullback. I'd even go back down to fourteen twenty nine here, which would be really nice. I'd like to see that. I'd like to buy some there. Yeah, my I mean, favorite part has is how you were in and out of the trade within minutes 16 on, times. on the on the YouTube. Six, it I, went I, down like fifty points and you sold out. I I fucked up all of these trades, like literally all of them on on this rise up, which just goes to verify um, what Kick said. Look, uh, do what I say, not what I do. Okay, you know that um, that that's that's, that's that's the uh, way to make money in this game. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, we're going to see more volatility. And I mean, did we say that all markets are pulling back? Because I, I feel like aren't stocks off to a, like a good start before the market opens here? Yeah, they're yeah, they're they're up. Um, he was just saying local. He didn't say they're pulling back. He, my buddy said like there's a local top. Like the markets are local, like uh, topping locally. Who the who honestly, who the hell knows? No you know one what knows. I mean? Uh, Amazon's up 10%. That's why uh, a lot of the stocks are doing well. They had a, a pretty good earnings. Uh, and they said and that Apple. they think they're still... Yeah, and they said they still think they're going to turn a profit in Q4 or something like that. So, um, 
Yeah, but uh, do you want to hop into uh, Friday's weather report, last weather report of the week before everyone goes off and enjoys a lovely weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Today, Friday, the 29th of July, going into the weekend, last weekend of July, then we're getting into August, the month after July. <laughs> Overnight, OpenSea volume was at $16 million. Previously, the day before, it was a yearly low in ETH and in USD terms at $10 million. So a little bounce off the absolute bottom. We have apes uh, in the 85 to 87 range, mutants bouncing above 17 and 17 and a half. Punks still holding on to that lovely 69 ETH number. Moonbirds trying to fight for 20 ETH. Uh, went a little above it, went a little below it. Doodles at 10, Clone X in the mid eights. Um, overnight, we had some interesting action, though. Uh, Azuki uh, leading the Open Sea ranks. Yesterday, 17 Azukis were bought for 173 ETH in one big old transaction. Uh, the floor was around the 80th range that brought that up close to 10. Settling in the middle nines. Uh, Mebits are up on volume after they tweeted, Yuga Labs will get a 5% royalty on secondary sales across all marketplaces. And they teased out, I guess, what they're going to do with it or something. They had a little teaser video. Floor on Mebits was like 4.3 yesterday, went up to 5.1. Now it's hanging out just below 5. ETH, um, one out of one art is actually continuing to do well in the market. Uh, we already mentioned the notable sales for Justin Aversano and Drifter. Uh, yesterday, Xcopy's new piece, God is Typing, went up for auction on Super Rare, and it sold for $444,000. Uh, $444,000. Yes, $444,000. Um, 10KTF announced every single Gucci Grail that completed the latest Battletown mission can claim a Gucci Vault material. Floor and that Gucci cloth. <laughs> 0 0.6 3, 3, 6 E. Oh so shit. You, is that is that you can do that now? You can go get your free money, buddy. All right. Thanks. Go ahead. All right. 10% <laughs> fee for the knowledge. Send it my way. Clone X teased their biggest digital slash physical drop is still yet to come. They've been creating this collection for the last eight months. And it's open to Clonex 8 DNAs plus two additional collections. So now you can buy all that different stuff for your Clonex. You can buy all sorts of different things. So Clonex is taking the model of give us your money and we're going to give you some NFTs. We'll see how that goes for them. Over in the crypto land, we went up, 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 up all week long. ETH topped out uh, close to 1750, maybe even a little bit above that. Bitcoin shot above 24K. Now we're seeing a little pullback today. Everybody is traumatized, no matter if you went long, short, left or right, because everyone's scared and everyone's right until they're wrong. And that's it for me. Back to you in the studio. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you enjoy an illustrious and sunny summer weekend. Fantastic weather report kicks. Uh, some other news in the markets uh, or the crypto and NFT markets is that uh, Venture Fund A16Z announced that they are leading a $50 million round for VFriends uh, in hopes of helping the team fuel expansion plans for its creative 
technical and experiential operations. So some more capital flowing into vFriends. The mayor of Miami has announced a partnership with Time, MasterCard, and Salesforce, continuing uh, to integrate crypto uh, NFTs um, you know, and, and Web3 in general into the city to launch an NFT initiative designed to drive revenue to local businesses for nonprofits through rewards offerings. Uh, Axie Infinity CEO is under fire uh, for reportedly moving $3 million in tokens before the $622 million hack. But he says the claims of insider trading are baseless and false. Uh, I feel like that's probably true. He probably didn't know that he was going to get hacked for $600 million. Uh, and then last but not least, Fawocious is dropping yet another collection, 250-piece edition with Billboard chart stars. The holders of the collection will get access to future Fuel World paint parties, tickets to Billboard events, and more. Uh, reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that today's show is sponsored by Game of Silks. If you retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Game of Silks, you'll be entered for a chance to win a Game of Silks Genesis Avatar NFT, which has a 0.35 ETH floor and about 700 ETH of volume traded. It's liquid AF, ladies and gentlemen. This is a giveaway you definitely want to win. We'll be giving it away at at the end of the show. So stick around for that 100%. Uh, Spencer has his hand raised. Spencer, only 15 days ago, you said that you were on a text message with a couple of gentlemen that work in the banking industry. They said everything was going to shit. They were clearly wrong. What else is new? Uh, but <laughs> what's on your mind right now? You have your hand raised. Uh, quite the answer. How can I follow that? No, I was going to say, I was going to talk to um, some of the things that I, I know more, which were the 10 KTF and the artifact news. And I think there's some interesting stuff in the details of them. For example, um, the artifact claim it's a, there's 10 DNAs, but there is there, there's eight DNAs, but there's 10 different collections to claim a lot of speculation that one of those collections, at least is the Murakami drip trait, which is not a DNA because there's Murakami DNA, which is incredibly rare. And there's the Murakami drip trait. So the question is, are we going to get Takashi Murakami collaboration close? Because the floor on physical Takashi pieces is pretty significant. I think that's been a big thesis for a lot of people. But when I look that um, the price of the Takashi Murakami drip clones has crept closer and closer to the floor. So that's definitely an area that I'm looking at um, potentially trading on some news around. Because I think there's a good opportunity for them to rip if it's when it's announced officially what those 10 collections are. I also... Um, when it comes to the 10K TF side, it's very interesting. The uh, when you were able to claim the Gucci cloth, it says it's which I'm trying to do and it's not letting me do. So I'm assuming I somehow fucked that up. Where, where do you, you do that? that in Battletown, Pio? Yeah, I did. And it's not letting you claim. Yeah. <laughs> what else is new? But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say that. Um. Well, for those of us who were able to claim, <laughs> uh, it seems like it's me representing a physical which is interesting and then also you know traditionally the um the materials for 10ktf have been used when the shop reopens to craft new items and we saw in the latest trailer from 10ktf that they teased mechs and then um which are large sort of like uh pfps that contain another pfp within them and people actually tweeted from his main account one of his everydays was one of the mechs so that is sort of an interesting part of their storyline. It seems like there's a big sort of 
change coming. I'm watching very, very closely. Those of you who know, know that I hold a big 10 KTF bag. So there's full disclosure there. But if you've seen the content they've put out, if you haven't seen the content they've put out recently, I would highly recommend checking it out. Their animation team is bar none in the space. Yeah. I'm a... Go ahead, Nick. I, uh, you, you should be able to just go to Battletown and claim, I was going to say. Um, you were able yeah. to? Well, I, the contract interaction is happening. Um, so, yeah, you just go to battle.town and you can get it. Do, what is the floor, prices, uh, floor price on those items? And it, are we just betting that these... Yeah, uh, I was wrong and I can claim it. Are we betting that these materials uh, can, can just be used to create like maybe actual uh, Gucci... Um, like you're gonna like be able to make merch. like a Gucci backpack, and it's gonna be cool, dude. Gucci, like Gucci socks. I mean, well, I don't wear any. I, like, I don't wear anything Gucci. It doesn't even matter. Yo, I only rock the exotic Lululemon, uh, and so you know that's that's at the forefront of style and innovation. And so I just think it's uh, you know why am I gonna be rocking uh, Gucci? But they may end up dry- socks. Who cares? I'm tired of these socks. The socks things. Well, I, I remember unisocks. Remember how much those were going for? It was like fifty thousand dollars last year. The uh, the the thing too that's interesting about this though is um, it says Gucci Vault material and it says limited edition physical on top above it in the NFT. So I think like this is like I'm curious if this will be just you literally get the cloth because Gucci is known for its pat known for its pattern cloths like um like head head scarves etc. Um, but I suspect that we will be able to fit, forge maybe other items. For example, um, you know, imagine these are Gucci shoes. Gucci. Uh, I, I'm very excited for the potential of what this is. <laughs> well, they're they're selling at six hundred fifteen dollars each. I just claimed two of them, which means I, I basically just got airdropped uh, twelve hundred dollars. Which is that's the type of thing that I'm looking for here. Look, at NFT projects. Let's just be clear. If you if you're interested in compelling people. Uh, being myself, um, the, being the people, uh, then you're going to want to just send just money at arbitrary intervals just directly <laughs> to my wallet. So I would really appreciate that. That's just a strategy that we appreciate overall. Um, so, so did you get two, Nick? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I got two. Oh, does everyone get two? No, everyone gets one for each one that you stake there. I have two of those. You have two Gucci's? I have two Gucci apes, yes. Oh, very nice, Nick. Look at you. Very Gucci, nice. Gucci apes. What a flex. But, That's a big flex. But these um, these materials aren't a Gucci pattern, right? So, but I'll be. It says um, I'll be interested to see what happens. Where did you say? Oh, I see. Physical material is is what it says. I have no idea. So I guess we hold on to this in order to get yet another, rather than a three hundred dollar hoodie. We're now getting a $600 hoodie. So we're escalating. Our style uh, is increasing steadily month by month just by holding these NFTs. Um, middle-aged white men of the world <laughs> rise together okay. as we as we define the future of fashion. I, I'm just joking only because that's the majority of people in this space, but uh, that not to diminish anyone else but it seems to people to also be the people uh, most enthusiastic about it that said i did see a fashion uh, piece this morning i'm uh blanking on the name of uh the girl who did a partnership with pokemon um and and she's in the uh, nft space as well i'm gonna have to look that up but uh outside of that there's w- way too many 
middle-aged white men defining the future of fashion. <laughs> and let me tell you, their version of it uh, kind of blows. Well, the fun, <laughs> the funniest thing was when we were at DGen Arcade and the, the, the kids of the guy, you know, like uh, the founders, shout out like Art So Fly and, and Tony of DGen Arcade, they, they had like kids were there, right? They're kids. And the kids didn't care about any of the NFTs at all. And like the grown ass men, the dads were like getting all excited about it. And that was like a moment where I was like, that's just interesting. Like whatever you want to say about it, it's just interesting. Uh, one quick thing to wrap on 10KTF here, because obviously given this claim, it is definitely notable to talk about 10KTF right now. Press from the Nifty Discord, but more importantly, a very passionate 10KTFer. And and for people that don't know, the, the 10KTFers are very, very, very passionate, um, which is always a good thing to see for a collection. He's got a Gucci uh, M3 Mutant that he was able to buy off of Asherah. So that's like an absolutely legendary PFP. Press, who is very good at speculating into the future, said that the major speculation is that we're able to use the Gucci cloth with other burnable items to create generic excuse me, 10 KTF Gucci Grail digital wearables of varying rarity that don't have a profile picture on them, we may also be able to claim a physical with them. They also think that the mechanics are separate and we think that we'll be getting a Neo Tokyo dollar this coming Thursday we'll, that we'll be able to use uh, to buy level two materials and tools in the shop to build mechan uh, or mechs and weapons. So a lot going on there, deep mechanics. 10 KTF is leaning into story content and nfts that's the approach they're taking well, yeah go ahead nick yeah and and complexity i just want to be clear about that and wild complexity where we have 17 what well, i got like uh cotton and, and leather and some other uh shit that's just sitting there and i'm like what do i keep holding this like what what do i do it, i'm also definitely i think selling one of these um uh, gucci materials seems like not unreasonable like what am i am i gonna get a do, do i want two six hundred dollar hoodies i mean the the only thing that i would say is like like six hundred dollars for a gucci item depending on what item it is is actually like not the worst deal like usually we're used to much more significant markups in nft land like the delta between the price of the adidas nft for example and the price of an adidas physical is like much greater than the multiple here so which is correct, but what if I don't want to wear any of it? Like the, the like I wasn't I didn't get into this game for the fashion. Like, but you uh, could sell uh, it on StockX for mad money. And it shows, Nick. And it shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> look, if, if like I'm just uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to dress it. If I were dressing in these items, you would say that I look like a fucking clown. Like I just want to be clear. People are going to be like, "What the hell is that guy wearing?" And I'm gonna be like, "Yo, guys, it's NFT stuff that I claim." And, and like, and not everyone, if it's Gucci, in, man. Everyone else just gonna... in the world is gonna be like, "You look like an absolute idiot." Uh, what Nick, are you, you doing? You, you just described my like life experience. <laughs> <laughs> it was Spencer. Spencer goes for it. That's for sure. Um, Nick, if you're just you know draped in some Gucci garb, people are just gonna respect your drip. You know, like you're gonna be good to go either way. But anyway, that's and, and it sounds like we're setting up. We're setting up uh, some sort of educational something with press uh, to discuss 10KTF for all the people that want to do it. So hop in our Discord to figure that out. Uh, you can buy our NFT. It's pinned to the top. So I want to throw to uh, Gentle Tornado, valued member of the Nifty community and the host of the Live Hyped 
Hyped Happy Hour podcast that I've been on. Easy to Bodega has been on. Pro Bowl NFL Titan Eric Ebron has been on. Gentle Tornado, what is going on? GM, GM, GM. Holy fuck, what an intro. We're riding out here. Uh, first of all, I had to throw some shade at Nick. Dude, your fashion is not very good. Listen, I can totally see the fucking Gucci socks with the foam runners on easy. That shit's fire. But Oof. I really wanted to I wanted to bring up some news that I, I saw yesterday, and I don't know if I'm just way late on this. I don't think you guys have talked about it, but you guys see that Illa is now the community and the partnership lead for Yuga? Yes, I actually did see that. He, he I saw that on Instagram. So Illa, the producer, uh, you know, big time, well, like, you know, established music industry producer, produced the song Kill Shot for Eminem, but also very deep in Web3 and friend of the show, been on the show several times, um, is now hired by Yuga Labs. So very, very cool. You know, he's been a board ape for a long time. He's been a Yuga Labs bull. He's an owner of a mutant uh, Coda land. Uh, and now, yeah, employed by Yuga Labs. So shout out to Illida producer. Yeah, dude, he was doing a spaces last night, and it just seemed like super bullish for anybody that has an ape. Like, it was seemed like a super smart move for Yuga. He just seems like a fucking pure executor. So I don't have any exposure to Yuga or any of that, but I was, I was excited just in general. He's a good dude. Hell yeah, man. Uh, anything else, Tornado, Tornado? Any thoughts on the market or any projects that you're keeping an eye on? Sorry, I got rugged. Um no, yeah, I'm just I'm just hanging out. The V Friends news was pretty cool. I don't really know what they're gonna do with it yet. Uh, they haven't had any announcements, um, but I'm sure it makes me bullish. You know what I mean? You give Gary V fifty million dollars, and who knows what's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the 10K TF. I don't have exposure, but I've talked to a ton of people in the Discord about it, Bert and stuff. So I might be looking to get into that. No, nothing like a seventy million dollar seed round. Uh, that that's <laughs> always a classic. Fifty, fifty million. Oh, sorry. Fi- Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Did so you get it on reasonable. that, Nick? Did you get it on that or what? What's that? Did you get it on that or? On a $50 million round? No. Uh, my ten, <laughs> my $10,000 I would have invested would have been absolutely worthless. In a round <laughs> like so, no, I'm good. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Tornado. Um, you know, I want to talk about the technicals a little bit. Uh, we're here coming up on 940. Talk about the crypto and, and the general technicals right now. Nick's been trying to trade this. Uh, there's been moments that it went really well. There's been moments that it went not so well. We almost hit Kix's MACD target, which is pretty wild. Nick, wh- what do you make of where we're at right now in the market what? from a technical perspective? And, and do you think that it's uh, it's wise to try to trade this? Can we... Well, I guess we'll come back to it later, the uh, MeBits, because that's worth a uh, conversation there, because there was definitely a lot of controversy surrounding that announcement. Or For at sure. least- that's the number two overall project in terms of 24-hour volume on OpenSea, so definitely something that's noteworthy. Look, I, what I said yesterday is what I should have done. It, it pumped, and I bought back in, made money, then just broke even. That's basically what happened. So I've broken even on the trade, and what am I doing? Like, what am I doing here? I it's just, uh, it's so I, I it, stop listening to me, people. You know, <laughs> just like this has been a complete disaster. I've Should made people some, counter trade you? No, I mean, in all honesty, I, I've had some good trades and some wins, um, but the biggest thing I think is more just trading strategy and style 
is where um, I went against my own standard uh, approach. And that's something that Kix was talking about this morning, was saying with uh, ETH and BTC, generally, he ends up just accumulating. And I think that really is, uh, in general, not a bad um, uh, like a bad sort of approach. Uh, that said, I had some good trades as well along, along the way here, uh, trading the bottom. But it's really hard in these ranges to make money because it'll go on these absolute tears and then uh, it, it pulls back and it try basically if you if you keep just entering and exiting you end up getting screwed and especially around what I've noticed around key levels it'll go above and below multiple times and so if you're trading in that range basically you're, you're gonna get um, just stopped out trying to trade in between and below uh, above and below those different levels as you expect um, as, as if you expect that to be a signal. I think you have to go out um, to figure out uh, wh where which direction we're at. But I mean, ETH has been on an absolute pump. I'm waiting to see it touched resistance. Um, I, crypto cred, who's one of the people I, I wanted to get on. Uh, we had Kaleo already, but crypto cred had a video and uh, he, he was sort of saying to, he would want to see over 2,000 is what he's looking for on price action for ver uh, validation that we have um, a risk on situation, which is not what we have at the moment. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, at this point in time, it, it's, it's just so difficult. We keep um, breaking through these other uh, ranges, uh, but the... There's another one that I have on Bitcoin, which is at 24,190, uh, which on the daily, I'm not sure if we actually, we, we didn't, we didn't um, make it fully above there. The other one that I was at was 23,300 uh, basically. And it took a while for us to break through that. Yesterday, that's what we broke through. And it ran up to uh, this next, I guess, ranging level. I don't know what else to call it. Um, and couldn't support there. So I guess maybe, you know, listen to Marin. But uh, if we have a pullback, I would definitely buy back in uh, or buy some more or accumulate, which is the approach that uh, Kix is saying. And I, I like that approach. Yeah, I mean, Marin called it to the day. We also have uh, Boy Genius Torta on stage, who is a you know, a, a technical analyst, oh, um, or he's going for it. What, what do you make of Nick's comments, Torta? And are you seeing something different? Uh, always looking up to Nick, man. He he he's the goat of the TAs for me. I mean, that's okay. like I, I like he he's always active in the Nifty portal. Like, make sure to buy it because it's the best like uh, Discord. Like you where you can like talk to people and stuff. But about the TAs, um, I haven't traded for the last three days. But like the the trades that I did before that were all successful. Uh, I actually shorted Ethereum uh, on the pullback after the triple top. Uh, and uh, that was a really successful trade. It went down to uh, 1,300. And then I actually uh, put it a long trade on the Bitcoin because like, it seems like it's kind of a flag pattern, I, I will say, on the three-hour chart. Uh, I'm not sure if it is, but like we had a good pump and I actually made like a 57% profit. So I'm doing pretty good as well. That's what I'm talking about, Torta. Uh, you're going to be catching up to Nick soon, even though Nick's just kind of lighting himself up from time to time here and then uh, getting some big wins. Node, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Yeah, you know I'm not going to talk about technicals over here, but I, I do. 
I do want to bring up something that I that is that is coming up. Uh, the 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 merge, the mergening, the mergeth. Oh yeah, is upon us. Uh, and there is something that that has been kind of making the rounds. Uh, that's a possibility, which is there's a good chance that a bunch of miners are gonna are gonna fork the chain to try and keep like the you know the previous ETH proof of work uh, chain running. Um, and when that happens, uh, we are we are likely to get some form of airdrop, right? So kind of like when when Bitcoin Cash uh, forked, right? And then if you owned if you owned BTC, you you automatically just got Bitcoin Cash, if I remember right. Um, so there's there's a possibility that that uh, the airdrop we've all been waiting for uh, might be ETH Pow, or you know the Discord is coming up with some pretty good some pretty good names like the 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 post classical merge Pow Pow. Uh, so, so you never know. We may get it. We may get a little bit of a, we may not get our MetaMask airdrop soon, but we might get, you know, you might get the forked version of ETH uh, coin, which, uh, hey, I mean, ETH Classic turned into, even though it's a useless zombie chain, uh, there was the, the tokens actually were worth something. So could be something to watch out for and a reason to hold a little bit of ETH just in case the merge, uh, you know, it, that all goes well and uh, somebody actually does try and, and fork the chain. And to be clear, I will dump all those tokens. So uh, that's what that would be my recommendation. Yeah, I will, too. Uh, and so would it be based on how much ETH you're holding? I think so. I mean, does anybody remember? I remember getting Bitcoin cash uh, back in the day uh, because I owned some Bitcoin. But I honestly I, I knew nothing about the space back then. It was a, Sorry, it was a one to one match. Bitcoin so, cash. however many bitcoins you had, you got the equivalent amount of Bitcoin Cash tokens. That so, is correct. So, and, I mean, and, so oh, good. Speaking over each other over and over again. All right, real quick. Uh, and so, you'd have to hold the ETH in a decentralized wallet, correct? You wouldn't have if it's on an uh, exchange. That wouldn't work. It it I remember that it, it Bitcoin Cash it worked. I because I only held Bitcoin in Coinbase back when that dropped. And I got Bitcoin Cash in that centralized wallet, so uh, I honestly don't know how you know how it all it all exactly works. But it, I'm, that's how it worked back in the day. So I, I feel like what, no matter where you own it, it's it's going to end up being dropped to to that location. All right, interesting, Spencer. You were going to add something. I was going to say this has been something that I've been interested about with the ETH uh, merge and haven't gotten like clarity on is like since it's sort it's since it's a fork, right? Like, is there going to be then like a Bitcoin cash version of like punks? Like, will there be on the legacy chain still punks and then we copy all the NFTs over? Like, I'm not totally sure how that's going to work. That's a good think, question. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, the because the chain, it's not like it's not like the new chain is created, right? Like all the history is still there. And so as it moves forward, right, it's it, it's all about, OK, where does. You know, anybody can fork ETH at any time, right? It's just who all, who, which miners are going to follow, and who's going to, who all is well, going to follow that chain of transactions and ver and validate it. So, I don't think well, anything will change from like a, a historical standpoint. Wait, so we're saying that we actually have a different Ethereum that we're getting? No, what I'm saying is, is whenever you know, it's like remember when 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 ETH got forked last time back when there was the DAO hack, right? Like. There was a bunch of people that 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 gathered around and said, "Hey, we don't want the chain to change. Uh, we want." Yeah, so you have Ethereum same. Classic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're gonna get we're gonna get a similar we're gonna get a similar situation. I think there's a good chance. I've been seeing some 
uh, rumblings about it on Twitter that, uh, you know, there's a bunch of miners that are saying, hey, we're going to create the, the ETH proof of work fork. <laughs> and and if they do that, then there's there's that fork and they can they can hand out all the tokens they want. And uh, if, if people want to put value on it and follow that that chain, it's now it's now its own chain. Right. Um, and so I think there's I think there's a decent chance it's going to happen. Whether or not those tokens have any value is, is another story. But but the thing is, like, if they fork ETH, right, isn't there then two copies of all NFTs or is that not forked in the ledger? Like, I, that's that's where I'm, I'm not clear. I think your yeah. NFTs are just going to stay on the upgraded version of Ethereum. And then when they fork ETH, uh, th- you'll get so, airdrop the tokens, but they don't have to airdrop you NFT equivalents. Well, Go ahead. Well, and also, the question is, is when they fork it, do they fork the history? Because forking, ma'am, I'm going to keep fork, fork, fork. Uh, when you when you actually fork the code base, that's completely d- uh, different. And instead, you're going to need a new set of servers to support that. And so I don't know that you actually keep the chain history uh, with that. Or like if Ethereum Classic, for example, kept the actual blockchain history. I'm not quite sure about that. Um, the distinction is sort of uh, what servers are like what they actually respect as a transaction. And my assumption is, as part of this fork, if you go along with it, which is where your Ethereum is going to be accepted for transactions, uh, it will recognize those previous transactions. And theoretically, this new one, someone could say, well, we'll recognize those transactions, but you would be essentially opting in to using, uh, using a different currency uh, in which you're going to uh, transact with. So that's that's the primary distinction. And more importantly, if uh, although as, as uh, you say, Spencer, if they decided to uh, accumulate that the history of the actual transactions along with the fork, then you could, as you're saying, have a like a phantom existence in another universe essentially which is what which is what which is what's happening. this is the real metaverse right yeah, here the multiverse exactly so like but couldn't like solana could theoretically honor uh an ethereum transaction as and like like someone could this would be crazy but they could essentially go and say we'll respect uh the transaction or the holdings of this specific uh uh, transaction type, but that would just get the way that that historically has worked is you have a bridge to move between those two things. I don't know though. Uh, you, you, it sounds like you're still waiting though. And node, correct me if I'm wrong for someone to actually announce that they've, uh, launched essentially the original, like a proof of work version of it. It, Yeah, there's yeah. Yeah. There's, there's been a few miners. I've been seeing some people tweeting about it and I, I need to pull up the names, you know, uh, that, that that are talking about it actively about creating a fork uh but again it's kind of like at any point in time anybody can can try and fork it and say hey you know this is our version of the chain and then you know we respect the last history and now we're going off and and we want to go this direction and so it all just depends on if there's enough momentum for enough people to coalesce around it and it and it turns into something what we really need is is dc investor to come on because he actually knows uh, you know, the ins and outs. So DC, if you're out there, my birthday's on Monday, please come uh, and make I'm my d- I'm, d- I'm DMing with him. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Monday is Node's birthday, so we need to have DC Investor on that day. That will also be an absolutely electric uh, guest. So yeah, we'll move on from the uh, the potential fork of Ethereum. Uh, Nick is a software engineer, so that was some great deep uh, technical uh, information. The I, to, to a layman like me, my understanding is maybe I get free tokens that I'll immediately sell for some amount of money, and maybe I won't. Maybe exactly. I have to. Maybe I have to move tokens off of uh, an exchange and into my MetaMask wallet in order to maximize that claim. That's probably something I need to do sooner rather than later because they, you know, the snapshot might be a stealth one. So that that's what I perceive from it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, this is the NFT Morning Show. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, where we talk all things NFT market, everything from what's going up, what's going down, and everything in between. Today, Today's show is sponsored by Game of Silks, which is a very, very interesting NFT project that I think that everyone is going to enjoy listening or, or learning about when we talk about it at around 10.10. So another 20 minutes until we discuss the, the project. But pinned to the top is a tweet that if you retweet it, and you follow Game of Silks on Twitter, you'll have a chance to win a Genesis Game of Silks Avatar NFT, which has a 0.35 ETH floor and about 700 ETH volume traded. So you know it's liquid. You're going to want to get in on this one. So, uh, to, you know, you, you got to be listening to the show at the end to be able to actually receive that. And you have to retweet that tweet and follow Game of Silks. So there's a lot more people listening to the show right now than have retweeted it. So you definitely want to continue uh, to listen and retweet that tweet. Moving on, we got Goody G on stage. Goody G is a member of the Nifty Portal community, a holder of our NFT and a contributor in the Discord. Uh, he's been selected as someone that we are, um, you know, having come on today to discuss what the portal has been trading over the past 24 hours. There is a lot of activity in there. People are trading constantly. It's hard to keep track of it. So Goody is here uh, to give us a kind of rundown of the past 24 hours. Then we're going to throw to some other speakers we haven't heard from yet today. Uh, so Goody G, take it away. What's good, P.O.? What's good, Nick? How's everyone doing this morning, GMGM? It's been a really fun show so far. It's been great to listen to everybody. Kicks, Easy, Node, everybody, Gentle Tornado, Spencer, Torta, Kid, like you pop up in a lot of spaces I'm in and I just like wish that I had your knowledge at 15, but like Jelly, Jelly at AF for <laughs> sure. Um, it's been, it's been wild in the Discord yesterday went from like zero activity for a while to like last night there was just a bunch that popped up at once. Um, I got to give a shout out to Ice for probably finding the weirdest art that uh, of a project that I've seen yet, uh, a project called Total Degen Play. Um, I think he <laughs> bought one or two of them, but that one just like absolutely phenomenally weird art. If you want to have a laugh, definitely go look up Total Degen Play on on uh, OpenSea because it, it's just a, a hilarious NFT. Um, last night we also kind of degen minted one called Darknez. Um, which was absolutely awful art, and then Pepe Friends, which the art was kind of fun, but, you know, those both went nowhere. Um, Darknez was a .005 mint, and you can mint a max of three. Um, and Pepe Friends, you can, mix a you can mint a max of 10, and I think that was .003. Um, the actual plays last night that were kind of uh, working, uh, yesterday Project J, 
had a little bit of a run and then absolutely dumped. Um, that one this morning is sitting at, I had it on my chart, um, like 0 0.02 or so. Um, Jiraverse, which is the kind of third generation, it looks like, of Gojira, where they have their, gen their 333 Genesis pieces, their 3000 piece second gen collection, and then this is a 7.2K piece third gen collection. And each one of these NFTs actually allows you to claim three separate NFTs, a voxel, a 3D, and then a mystery one. So kind of, you know, everyone's going speculative on that. Yesterday they were up at almost 0.1, dipped into almost like the 0.04 range. And right now they're back up to 0 0.08. Uh, and then the last one was Otaku Club NFT. That one at like midnight had a run from 0 0.015 all the way to 0 0.07. Um, there was a number of people in the Discord that had bought the night before at 0 0.01. So uh, hopefully a couple of them used what that run as exit liquidity. This morning, a couple weird ones. Stickman Toys is still, you know, kind of doing its thing and, and staying up around the 0.26. And uh, the surprising one to see kind of come across the charts is more than gamers, just because... We haven't heard that name in a long time, and that's had like 32 or 40 sales in the last 24 hours and went from a 0.02 to a 0.055. So don't know if that was, you know, someone like TFG coming in and doing a sweep or some organic sales from, coming from news. But yeah, it's been a fun DGen time in the Discord. Like I said, there's been some hilarious art that's been shared for sure uh, and some weird midnight pumps. Well, that was a lot of projects that shows how much activity there actually is in the NFT market if you're looking for it. Just so we know, what was the biggest win of the past 24 hours? I would probably say if you sold into that Otaku Club pump and you had and you were one of the few, the couple in the Discord that had bought at 0.01, uh, you made a pretty good flip because you know that kind of topped out, like I said, at 0.07. If you, you know, swept a, a handful of those and there's a couple sales that were like a bundle of eight of them at 0.07 uh, a piece or so. Uh, so th that, you know, that person made a, a decent flip, stuff like that. Other than that, um, there wasn't a ton of, and that one, you know, honestly was, uh, when I say pump and dump, I mean, literally the top was at uh, 11.30 last night and then by midnight or by 11 48 11 50 it was back down to 0 0.025 so that was a literal pump and dump <laughs> so what's the time horizon on that 24 hours or less yeah that was i mean that was a uh yeah even a a, a two hour trade would have netted you a, a decent profit there all right. Well, thanks for joining Goody G, member of the Nifty Portal community, giving a little bit of a roundup on all the action that's been happening in the NFT market uh, at the 24-hour time horizon level. A lot of activity. I mean, so many projects in 24 hours. It's kind of gnarly to think about there's that much opportunity in the space. Opportunity to make money and to lose money. Let's, let's be clear, right? There's opportunities to lose money there. Signal, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Yeah, um, the MeBits news yesterday um, was kind of disappointing, at least from my perspective. MeBits to this date have been one of my favorite collections to trade because of the fees. The only fee that was on the collection was the OpenSea 2.5%. So 
I didn't, I mean, the wins I was taking was probably movements which were like 0.3 to 0.5. And sometimes you'd get these big movements when, say, you saw mutants get swept and then you, then you knew there was going to be a run on me bits. So you knew if you bought in the sort of 4.3. Cutting out. We, we, you cut out there. Go ahead, Seg. Uh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying um, on the me bits collection, previous to these fees there was always that opportunity that if it was sitting in the 4.3 range you knew after a sweep on mutants it was going to go to 5.3 and then you just book sort of a, pint, a 0.5 win and now that they've introduced this fee that advantage goes away so anyone who was trading me bits uh was probably making a nice little bag but now they've introduced these fees and it's gone well okay so that opportunity came and went. I mean th th this is the story I want to make sure that we cover. So Mebits uh originally released by Larva Labs, the second collection released by Larva Labs after CryptoPunks, had a lot of hype initially because it was Larva Labs, kind of faded in the background for a period of time, but then when Yuga Labs ended up buying Mebits, uh you know had a big pump. It Cur currently has a floor of 5 ETH. Go ahead Nick. This project, uh, let's call it what it was. It was a scam. So we started with a scam project based on Mebits is a scam. Yeah, it started as a scam. So basically, you were like, "Oh, I can't afford a CryptoPunk at that moment in time, so I'll spend ten thousand dollars to get a crypto, uh, get a Mebit by the same company that made CryptoPunks." And immediately, the floor just went uh, was uh, cut by fifty percent because they gave out a bunch of Mebits for free to all the CryptoPunks. So there were 10,000 free Mebits, and then you also had the 10,000. It was kind of like a mutant's equivalent, basically. And so, and, and then everyone in the community that um, was, uh, especially the CryptoPunks community, was like, yo, Larva Labs is going um, to build something significant. You know, they're working in silence. They're building a metaverse, all this other stuff. And, and I remember a lot of people buying it on that thesis. And then I, uh, last year at the Christie's event, the same one that we um, went to this year, uh, but uh, the, the, one of the, the co-founders of Larva Labs was there. And I asked him, I was like, yo, are you guys like building a metaverse? Because all these people are saying, saying that you are. And he was like, well, we don't talk about future projects, but uh, if you're looking for an example of the type of things that we're working on, um, it's, uh, it's just, um, it looked towards the previous work that we've done. And the other, the other thing that he said, cause he told the woman in front of me that it was just him and are they brothers? I, I don't know, but, uh, Matt and John, they're, uh, either they're brothers, but they're definitely co-founders. Um, whatever the situation was, he said it was just the two of them. And I was like, really? Like you guys just made, you cleared $40 million or whatever, whatever it was. And you literally just, uh, that's it, you're good. Like that's, that's what you get from, from doing the drop. And the answer to that inevitably ended up being, yes, nothing was literally <laughs> done with, with Mebits, it, it, nothing at all. Like this was uh, at the scale of um, Murat Pak, but maybe even uh, borderline more egregious in in their uh, practice of what they did there, like just I'd say identical. Ide well, actually, no, you're right. There's like one thing that comes after with Pack. Like they do one thing after, but they also make like two and a half x that amount of money. They make like a hundred million every time. But no, I, I get the comparison. Sorry, and, go ahead. So so anyway, so then we get to today, and you're like, all the Mebus holders have been staying there. They've been holding it for the long term. 
I know people last year that were selling apes to go buy Mebits because they thought that the Mebits were undervalued. And I was like, I I'm not doing that trade. But, um, and let's be honest, I, I only have one Mebit. So it's not like the, and my portfolio has been devastated by, by this uh, Mebit situation, although I'm still technically underwater on that trade. Um, it, the, so then you have all these people that are sitting there and waiting for some major announcement to come out. And the first shining announcement that they make, this big announcement is, we're, we're charging you fees. I'm not giving you <laughs> shit. We're turning this into a cash cow. I'm going to go make some damn money. And, and, uh, and, and a recommitment of the fact that they're going to put in some work and they've assembled a team to do something. This is the first time that uh, Yuga Labs has ever made an announcement that we've assembled a team. Like they've just never done that before. Historically leading up to all of this was like anticipation of something happening. There was a roadmap that was delivered, um, but none of it, I, once they, I mean, they did make an internal announcement about it where they said um, when they had hired a social media manager, I recall them doing that. But outside of that, that wasn't like stated as an announcement for a holistic collection that was supposed to like get people pumped. And it just seems weird that they would like the, that would go alongside charging a fee. I don't know. Anyways, I, they deserve to make money. I want to be clear about that. But I, it's just it, it's the Mebus holders have been just like beat, beaten up uh, the entire like along the entire journey. And I think it just feels like it's a little bit uh, painful to just see another act. And the person who I saw, I'm going to finish this, um, although now I'm blanking on uh, on his name. But one of the uh, uh, major CryptoPunks holders came out and he, he also owns like 10 Fidenzas. I'm blanking on his name, but he um, he was like, what the fuck is this announcement? <laughs> like, like, what the hell is this? You guys just like charge fees. Uh, I guess we're excited, um, but but I'm not. Um, so thanks for that, y'all. Anyways. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, appreciate the context. You've been a holder for a long time, so you have the whole history. Um, we got a lot of hands raised here, and we're going to get to the sponsor in a minute, but let's run through it. Signal, you just raised your hand. Any thoughts on me, Benz? No, it was actually... So, Nick, you bought your MeBet before you bought your CryptoPunk, and I'm just wondering why are you keeping your MeBet if you now have exposure to CryptoPunks? Um, you don't need the, the MeBet anymore. I mean, I, I, I have a number of items in the portfolio that are like in the NFT portfolio that are worth, you know, 10 to 25,000 basically, or five, five to 25,000. And I look at those and I definitely have strongly considered selling and maybe even taking out like uh, $100,000 or something. Part of me with the MeBit, the pain that I experienced is still is the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, and with, I feel like um, with a piece, if it was, if it were art, there's still a narrative. This one is one of tragedy and hopefully one of redemption. But uh, at least there's a storyline there versus a piece that you just don't give a crap about. And you're just like, I'm going to buy this stupid thing because I want it to go up 50%. I don't care about this at all. Um, that one, I don't know. It feels like it would fully close the chapter for me. And that's the thing where I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's see what happens. Um, and uh, despite my frustration, which is one thing, I, I still, I still want to hold on to it. 
And it enables me to talk shit like this. So that's why I'm just going to keep holding it. <laughs> don't give Nick, don't threaten Nick with a good time and give him an opportunity to talk trash. Uh, but the other thing is, I think that we can count on one me bits pump. The question is, do they dump before that pump? And is it is it better to sell now or sell later if you are going to bank on that? But it sounds like Nick's in it for other reasons, which is fine. We got Nucci on stage who does host an NFT podcast or a crypto podcast. He's been on the show before. West Coaster that wakes up early enough for this show. So we always appreciate that. And it looks like you're a Moonbird holder as well, Nucci. It's a good looking bird with that squiggle over the head. Uh, you requested to speak. You have your hand raised. Are you talking about MeBits or something else? Uh, I don't have anything to add to the MeBit conversation. I had a couple projects on the horizon that I was going to jump into. But if you want to talk MeBits, I can yield my time this morning. Uh, what uh, what context are the projects? These are things that you're interested in buying or are these things that you're affiliated uh, with? No, nothing I'm affiliated with. Things that are coming up. Um, that one's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen in the world. And then the other is something I, I just bought, but I think it's a really interesting long-term hold. But What's that one? Uh, oh, GM Dow, I think is really interesting. Um, they, they do generative art drops. And their last one, Factors, was bought by... Tyler Hobbs, XCOP. Yep. That yep. one's a good looking one. Yeah, it was really cool. And I, I just interviewed the founder this week and I thought the curation process was super interesting. They basically do blind curation. So he's saying that like the curation panel has no idea who the who the artist is. So they've actually ended up turning down big artists and they've like gone out of their way to kind of remove bias from the process. So Thought that was really interesting. And, uh, and so the GM DAO token, what is this almost like a proof pass? Is it like that or? Sort of. So GM DAO made GM Studio. GM Studio is the generative art platform that's doing these drops every four to eight weeks. If you have the GM DAO token, you have allowed us to mint every, every whenever those drops happen at like 0.15. Um, three of the four projects they've dropped, they're sitting above an ETH or a, at least around an ETH last I checked. Uh, I know Factors was in the two to three range. Um, they're also building other products. Like it just kind of seems like a no brainer that either the GM DAO token itself could do really well or the projects they're dropping could do well. And you kind of have a two way win there. Um, the, the, I, the other one I just, I have to mention cause it's just so bizarre. And I, I think it's so unique is um, I, well, the last time I was on the show, I talked about table and the yeah. artists. Yeah, that was artist. before the that was before Carson was on the show and before Zeneca was on the show and and in the big pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good memory. Um, yeah, so I talked about Tableland and um, the artists behind Tableland, and I think the art is stunning. Um, the artist behind it is this group called Oddfellows.tv. Um, they've done work for Google. They're just like phenomenal storytellers. It's a group of incredible artists. Um, you can check out their website. Um, they're doing a project called Mango Saxon. There's like a hundred followers on Twitter. It's their first like Web3 thing that they're doing like just them, not for Tableland was a collaboration. It is by far the most bizarre looking shit. I think if you get to the one where like the lion's drinking milk, the lion that's a part of the guy, if you're scrolling through their stuff, but there's only like a hundred followers, but I just think they're freakishly talented and that project probably will eventually have some legs. It kind of, I think it just got announced the last week or two. So they're just sort of, beginning the storytelling process but yeah those are the two big things on my radar the other thing of course is proof grails is coming out in a couple days and there will be mint passes this time that'll trade on the open market which will be kind of interesting to watch how that unfolds very nice nucci i like this mango saxon call out very nice man uh shout out to you shout out to your podcast when are me and nick gonna come on the podcast huh huh, Dude, huh? you, you guys 
you guys have an open invitation as long as it's in West Coast hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to make you do 8 a.m. Eastern time. That's the only way we'll come on. No, I'm, I'm hey. just kidding. I just, I just want to ask, where are all the Marin stands right now? I'm just wondering because ETH is pumping. Where, where are, where are you at? Did she, she so she, she just predicted two hours of we're price still action. Here. We're did she, still supporting. Did, we did she just? The moon. She, right. she, she predicted two hours of dumping. This is ridiculous. Okay, okay, all right. Well, anyway, shout out to Marin. Nick, right, don't bring the fucking wrath down upon us. <laughs> she'll she'll uh she'll she'll lay the rest ladies and gentlemen this is the nft morning show we do the show monday through friday 9 a.m to 10 30 where we talk all things nft market and the stories of the space today's show is sponsored by game of silks and we are going to dive into that sponsor uh sponsorship right now uh if you retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top then you have a chance to win one genesis avatar from the game of silks collection that has a 0.35 ETH floor and 700 ETH volume traded. It's liquid, baby. This is an NFT that you want to win. Uh, so, as always, make sure you check out our links that are pinned to the top if you're interested in more of our content. But definitely, definitely, definitely retweet that tweet, follow Game of Silks, and stick around till the end of the show. So let's dive right in. So we have the Game of Silks account, but more importantly, we have Dan Nisanoff on the stage Dan, when you and I met a couple weeks ago or a week ago to do the prep for this sponsorship, it, you know, I, I told you it was one of the most uh, excited, you know, experiences or, or it was the most excited I'd been or one of the most uh, excited times I'd had when prepping for a sponsorship. Um, you know, why don't you tell people a little bit about your Web3 background? I know you sold a Web3 business to the NFL. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. My last company in Web3 was a company called the crown league and the nfl the crown league was a fantasy football web three game that we had developed really big budget great team and midway through development uh the nfl hall of fame which was a which were the hall of fame assets spun into a SPAC, approached us and they ultimately bought the platform uh they ended up moving in a little bit of a different direction um than the blockchain but they launched it last year and uh, it's doing really well Awesome, man. And, uh, and you know, Game of Silks, uh, very, very innovative, uh, but also just very kind of like in line with the NFT space from what you and I discussed. Can you give people an idea of, you know, Game of Silks and, and what you guys are about? Absolutely. So um, Game of Silks launched uh, about two and a half months ago after being in stealth mode for about a year. What we're doing is something that's never been done before. We're literally mirroring the real world of thoroughbred horse racing in the metaverse, importing the entire experience of being a thoroughbred uh, racehorse owner and building you know, a dynasty into the metaverse. And the way we do that is we take the real world economy and replicate it. So in the real world of thoroughbred horse racing, you have 20,000 new horses that are born in the US each year and registered to race. Those horses get sold at one year old for about a billion dollars. The people that buy those horses can start racing them when they're two years old. And when they start racing, they can race in any one of 30,000 races that attract over 50 million people that bet over $11 billion on these horses. And you vie for your share of that prize money. And on a micro level, if you're the owner of one of these horses, P.O., let's say you buy a horse for 100 grand, you start racing it, it wins a bunch of big races. You can now retire that horse. And if it's a stallion, you can breed it 
up to about 200 times a year and get as much as or more than $100,000 a year, a, a, a pop for those breeding rights. So you could, your horse can generate about $20 million a year in free cash flow. That horse in year three or year four could be worth $100 or $200 million. And you paid hundred grand for it you know, a year or two years earlier. It's the only game where you can create that kind of value that quickly, and that's why it attracts everybody. We wow, token so, on, yeah, so yeah. We'll, so, so gambling's deeply integrated, obviously, and in the NFT space, right? I think we're realizing more and more the popularity of gambling. You look at what Easy's uh, kind of covering on Solana, right. because the main the main trend, the main story of Solana has been pure play gambling. Um, so I, I, I like the idea of integrating like the uh, combination of in real life and you know uh, digital you know metaverse with horse racing. You, you just mentioned you have a token. Uh, we do. Um, so this isn't a gambling platform, so to speak. It's a, it's a, it's basically an investment platform in the sense that we're simulating actually buying these digital assets. What we do is we tokenize every one of these horses into an NFT. We sell them in a traditional NFT drop. <clears throat> when your horse in the real world races and wins, you win if you own that NFT. When your horse breeds and their offspring gets sold on our platform, you as the owner of the mare or the stallion are directed a percentage of that payment from the mint to your wallet as a result of owning the parent horse. And so we basically literally parallel the real world in that regard. And the goal is to create an environment where <clears throat> there's real parity, meaning that it won't make a difference whether you buy the actual horse or you buy the digital version of the horse, you end up earning the same amount of money. And our economy does that by creating a non-inflationary uh, a, a, a non token. Uh, if this is a DAO-based economy. You get a non-inflationary token that's backed by the assets in the DAO. And 100% of everything sold on the platform, all trading royalties, all yield, um, literally every drop of revenue that comes through this platform goes into the DAO, and that DAO backs this non-inflationary token. So... You know, if on day one there's a million dollars in the Dow and a million tokens out there, those tokens are theoretically worth a dollar at liquidation value of the treasury. Uh, and as the treasury grows, so does the value of the underlying tokens, something that's never been done before in a gamified economy. One one thing that uh, would be or, or that. Well, OK, so I saw people in the discord asking about the distinction with Zed Run. The distinction is these are real horses. My question is, is how do you. Um, create let's say there's a does this only work with horses that opt in to this platform would be the first question uh so you have a, a horse that's racing or are you also generating a parallel economy essentially alongside horses even if they don't opt into this system yeah that's a great question po so <clears throat> the, uh, i'm the nick thing, by the way but, <laughs> sorry nick <laughs> i wasn't looking at my uh no, it's all good. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, cool. Uh, Nick, the, the answer is one, we have nothing to do with Zed Run. Zed Run is a fictional horse betting game, kind of like a sit-and-go poker tournament where you buy a horse, enter it into a race, and, and then they pull a slot machine, determine who's going to win and pay out the winners after they animate the race. This is real horse racing. It's the real-world economy. Uh, there's no opting in. So let me explain legally how we're able to do this. Every horse born in the real world is tokenized into a unique NFT that tracks the entire life cycle of that horse 
from the day it's born to the day it dies. We're able to do that because we fall into this unique and mature body of law in the U.S. called fantasy law. This is basically a fantasy dynasty horse racing ownership game. So you're buying horses, you're buying land, you're developing farms. There's a whole series of businesses that you can create within the metaverse. This is a metaverse play. Um, and everything that we're doing is essentially relying on using thousands of touch points of public domain information. So we're allowed to use all historical statistical data relating to sports, relating to competitive sports, uh, relating to the identity of these horses. What we can't do is we can't use the likeness of the horse. Uh, so the actual image of the horse, we don't use. And the unique thing about this industry and this sport is that that's irrelevant. When people buy horses at auction, they're not looking at pictures of the horses. They're looking at data. Because at the end of the day, a horse is made up of a series of thousands of data points related to its bloodline, who its parents, grandparents, great-grandparents are, how their, their productivity, the productivity of their siblings, the productivity of their offspring. And essentially, it provides us with a platform to tokenize that information and keep track of it. Uh, and that's what operates the economy. So um, it makes a ton of sense that you have the data on the horses, very similar to fantasy sports. The one uh, remaining thing would be, how do you generate like a liquidity uh, out of out of nowhere, essentially? Because that that's that's the biggest question outside of what you're saying is the way that it works, or my assumption mm -hmm. is that it's just a floating token. So if the token goes down, well, then that's how they're valuing mm -hmm. essentially the overall fantasy. Uh, horse racing economy, essentially. Um, it, would that would that be correct? Uh, actually, it's it's not. The way we the way we create value in the token is there are a limited supply of tokens. Those tokens essentially represent the governance of the DAO. When you when your horse wins a race, you receive a to a governance token. That token at liquidity at liquidation value of the DAO is worth its pro rata share of whatever's in the DAO. We, as a, as, a, uh, as a platform, are required to go back into the market to buy tokens as we run out of them to replenish the DAO with tokens to be able to redistribute them the next year to the new winners, which means that the DAO is the largest customer or consumer creating demand in the underlying token. That's what drives the value of the token. If you look at a company um, <clears throat> like Brave Technologies, which runs that browser, um, that protects your privacy, if you decide to opt out or opt in and disclose who you are, they reward you with a token equal to 70% of the value of the advertising that they get. And the reason that token has value is because every year they have to go back into the market to replenish their coffers by buying those tokens back so they can redistribute them to new people. It's the same model. Interesting, but the the market still values it. But like the 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 market still has a floating price. No, am I wrong about that? Oh no, absolutely. The market has a floating price. Of course, it's supply and demand. But like a public, if 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 there was a single asset public entity that had a hundred million dollars in the bank and no other assets and no other liability, the public stock that's trading underlying that asset in a rational market should be worth, should have a market cap of a hundred million dollars or very close to it. Right. It's the same. It's the same thing. At the end of the day, if the Dow treasury has a million dollars in it and there are a million governance tokens out there, no more then each one of those tokens theoretically should have a rational value of a dollar.
Got it. Okay. Because, well, that, because yeah, the that... Dow could collectively get together, liquidate the treasury, distribute the money, and everybody gets an equal portion. There's a there's an interesting project called Nouns. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah, Nouns Dow. Uh, yep. Yeah. So they basically operate in the same way. The reason their daily uh, NFT token uh, comes out at its price point is because it's driven by the pro rata value uh, of of its right to the Dow. Yes. Um, the, they're, they held their down ETH. <laughs> wasn't the best move. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, we, but we intend to diversify our portfolio. So. I, I love it. Yeah, there the project go. is doing really well. I should mention, we just launched the balance of our Mint, uh, which is on fire right now. Uh, we, uh, it's bundled with a, um, uh, an NFT for land and kind of the most valuable part of the metaverse. Land is a big part of our game. You buy land, you develop it into farms, you use those farms to stake other people's horses and then pool the winnings for everybody so you diversify risk. You can syndicate your horse. You can build a syndication farm where you can curate horses and let people come in and become your partners. The, uh, the farms themselves eventually will be micro DAOs. So we're creating kind of thousands of these micro communities of owners with shared rooting interests. Um, the, tr the major tracks are building their tracks in our metaverse. We'll be simulcasting the races. So when your horse is racing in the real world, your horse, your, your digital version of your horse is racing in the metaverse. So you can literally walk into any iconic racetrack um, in this country on our metaverse and watch your horse race using your NFT simulcast to the real time. Uh, okay, that's pretty cool. Real horse. Yeah, that's pretty so cool. And someone just someone just pinged me and said, so if I buy, you know, a, a, an NFT representing a horse, could my horse win the Kentucky Derby? And in theory, the answer is yes, correct? In fact, not only in theory, in actuality, one in 20,000 horses will win the Kentucky Derby next year. And every one of those horses is going to be minted on our platform, which means that one person will win the Kentucky Derby every year. Absolutely. And, and that person, when we reach parity with the real economy, will win $2 million in real money. And so for year one, what do you think that they would win? So in year one, it's largely a trading game. So you're buying a one-year-old NFT of a real horse. That horse can't race for about eight months. So during that period, you'll be trading the horses kind of based on research and based on demand. Uh, you'll be syndicating your horse to build a partnership around the horse. You'll be developing a farm. You'll be There's a lot of gameplay before the horses start racing. Um, the drop for the horses is in September. The MVP of the Metaverse goes live in October. So we're one of the few games with a real gaming platform that will be live in about four months. Um, and then in April of next year is when the horses start racing. Very cool. Uh, and Oh, go ahead, Nick. No, the... the yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting that you can uh, mimic all of that and then, yeah, participate. What, for, to, to get started is what I'm curious about. The, the, like there's a grand vision, which sounds quite impressive, and it's pretty cool, the system that you're building here. And as far as I'm aware, is, is there – well, two, two things. One, is there an existing fantasy uh, horse racing ecosystem today in a way that's similar to like football or basketball or anything else like that? And then uh, separately, is there um, it, like if I want to get started today and I want to participate and I'm like, OK, this sounds pretty cool. Uh, can I just go uh, buy, a, buy a horse today? 
Um, those are great questions. So the first one is there's nothing like what we're doing that's ever existed in this space. There is a very small fantasy horse racing industry out there. Um, it has nothing to do with what we're doing here. You basically pick you know, a slate of races going on in a day and you select who's going to win and whoever has, whoever's, whoever gets closest to the largest, um, you know, whoever's, uh, builds the, 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 uh, whatever the lineup um, of horses that win the most money that day wins that fantasy tournament. So it really has nothing to do with this. Uh, in terms of getting engaged with us, we've, we're, we've got our mint live right now. We've sold through about 6,000 of the 10,000 avatar collection. Av Silt's avatars are the entry point to the game. Um, they represent your identity. They're one of one, um, essentially family crests on a 3d avatar that will be your identity that you'll be able to move around the metaverse with, um, every asset that you own within the metaverse farms, stables, land, uh, horses all get tagged with your silks. So they're draped. Your horses will be draped with your colors. Your farms will be flying flags with your silks and so on and so forth. Those avatars um, were minted two and a half months ago, I believe. We started the mint. We sold through half of them. We got hit by a giant gas war. We shut it down and decided to relaunch the balance of the collection uh, closer to the horse mint. Um, we're, you know, we the the collection has been trading uh, with the claim that it received at about seven uh, x the mint price right now. So what we're giving away today. Although it has a 0.35 floor, it comes with a claim that has a 0.4 floor right now. So you're actually getting about you know 0.75 in value. Um, and that's and liquid. When, that's that's what I kept pointing out, right? Because it's like yeah, you guys it's, aren't. It's yeah. totally liquid. It's we we're the we're in the top 15 all-time sports projects on the Ethereum blockchain. We're in the Nansen 50 what? as I think the number 12 project in in gaming right now on the Ethereum blockchain. So yeah, very liquid. Uh, you know, very hot. Um, so where do I go to mint uh, right now if I want to? And it, it, did I just read this correct or, or hear that correctly? So if I go mint right now at 0.3 or what, I don't know what, what's the mint price. And <laughs> I, I get 0.7 worth of stuff. I, I don't know. He was talking about the winner of the giveaway. Okay, no, no, no I was talking about the winner of the giveaway, but I'll explain the mint to you as well. <clears throat> the mint is a batch mint, which means every 500, uh, there are like 4,000 left, I think. Every 500, it goes up 10% in price. And where, and where do you go for that? Silks.io is our website. Okay. And then there's a, a mint button. You can mint with your Ethereum, uh, with your MetaMask wallet, or you can actually use a credit card. Um, we've just enabled that to on-ramp people that don't have Web3 experience. Um, when you mint an avatar and you hold it for 45 days, you're going to get a piece of land that's incredibly valuable in the core region of the Silks metaverse. It's called Skyfalls. That token right now is trading for at least 0.4 ETH. And you get that as well. So you're going to get, essentially, when you mint for point, I think we're at 0.39 right now uh, on the mint. Um, and that'll last, and you know, it'll pop up again in 500, you know, as soon as the, the next 500 sell. But um, when you mint, you get, a, you're, you're going to get a right to a claim. And that claim is worth another 0.4 at least. As long as the, as long, yeah, I mean, we can't guarantee it in 45 days. Uh, yeah, if, if we a can't guarantee unlocked, but yeah. uh, Of course not. But everybody that minted, everybody that's minted prior to today already has created liquidity within their claim. 
And there's a ton of, the claim is I think number, somewhere between five and 10 uh, every day in terms of volume on sports in, in uh, OpenSea. So it's pretty liquid. The claim is liquid as well. But you can't get that claim for 45 days. You've got to hold it. Well, there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is your last chance to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top. Um, I'm just, yeah, it's it's the main t- uh, tweet right now at the top for a chance to win one Genesis avatar from the Game of Silks collection. That's 0.35 ETH uh, with 700 ETH volume traded. So retweet it. I'm going to do, in, in five seconds, I'm going to be uh, picking the tweet. So five, four, three, two... One. All right. We're going to do the draw. Here we go. A little drum roll here for the prospective winner. Here we go. All righty. We're going to begin the draw. So the first we are beginning the draw. We are. I am in the process of clicking the button. The button is about to be clicked. Stand by. (laughs) The button is being pressed. I am lowering the button at this moment. It millimeter by millimeter. The click. The mouse has hit the capacitor. The capacitor has connected, and a winner has been announced. Okay. Well, the first winner is not in the room. It's Steamy. Okay. So Steamy underscore underscore J. They are not. Oh, that he's not the winner yet. All right, here we go. Um, so yeah, that person is not in the room. So we will keep to, moving. To to clarify, the first person to what DM you? How like how, how do they? Yeah, how have a person. Work? Well, they got to be in the room, and if they're not in the room, then they're not going to win. So we got WTF Bren OMG who is in the room. So I'm inviting you to speak. WTF Bren OMG, I just invited you to speak. Come to the stage. You got 10, 9, uh, 8, Jeez, Like, I think just six. first person to respond. <laughs> this, get, give me anxiety e- over here. All right, we got E. Well, they should have anxiety if uh, if they're not in the room. E-V-O-E-X, who's also what in if, the room. What if you searched and they, didn't, and they didn't show up? Oh, Can we they got DM one, you? We got WTF Bren. There's our winner. Winner, winner, go. chicken dinner. WTF Bren, how do you feel right now? Uh, pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that enthusiasm. You just won a thousand dollars and that's what you, that's the type of enthusiasm that we're, we're looking for. I guess it's okay. Okay. You got some great audio WTF Bren. It doesn't sound bad at all. Uh, anyway, congratulations on winning. Uh, you are the winner of a Genesis avatar from the Game of Silks collection. I just DM'd you. Winner, winner, please uh, DM me your Ethereum wallet, and I will put you in touch with the Game of Silks team. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Game of Silks. Shout out to Dan Nisisinop. Dan, any closing thoughts, anything people should know? Where can they find Game of Silks? When can they mint? Yeah, I uh, really appreciate being on the show. Listen to it all morning. It was fantastic. Silks.io is our website. We've got a Discord going on. You can mint today. Uh, the mint is going to stay live till we sell through. I expect that to happen pretty quickly. Um, it's an amazing game. It's something that's never been done. It's one of the hottest projects. I don't want to sound chilly. I just want people to take a look at it, read our white paper. Um, we've got a really incredible team of about 50 people working around the clock to deliver this incredible platform. And... Um, you know, love for everybody to see it. So thank you again, Nifty Nick and Pio. Really appreciate being on. 
Absolutely. Thank you for sponsoring today's show, Game of Silks. Congratulations again to our winner. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, where we talk all things NFT market. We will see you guys next week on Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody. Stay safe out there. Don't lose all your money this weekend, huh?